So Samson's parents were praying parents, and God said to Samson's parents, here's the deal. He's going to take some land, but a few, few conditions. Um, because it's going to cost you. It'll cost you to take some land. It'll cost you more not to. We'll talk about that. But, but it'll always cost you. So he says conditions is number one is this. He'll never cut his hair. Don't cut his hair because his hair is going to be a sign of God's presence in his life. Uh, second thing, he should never uh, touch anything from the grape. Never, never have like a fruit juice or anything like that. Okay, no, no grapes. And, and third thing is don't touch dead things. Don't touch dead things. Okay, well, I'm like, okay, this one of the, I mean, like, I don't touch a lot of dead stuff, okay? So, like, I could, I could probably deal with some of that, but, but a lot of it, I'm like, I, it seems a little bit unnecessary, a little bit old school. Um, and so, Samson understands that. And so, it says, though, that in Scripture, if you would do those things, the Spirit of God would come upon him in power, which is awesome, okay? The Spirit of God has never come upon me with power. I have wanted him to a lot. I have prayed for that. I have seen, I have seen the power team, okay? I've seen powerful people do powerful things, and they're like, you're going to give your heart to Jesus when I rip this phone book. One, two, rip. And I'm like, yes, okay, I just gave my heart to Christ again. This is awesome. I can't even rip a church program on a busy week, okay? I have a hard time with that stuff. So, so, so but, but I, I like that gift. So, so anyway, that's how God's spirit would come upon him. So when Samson was like, like six, can you imagine how annoying living for God must have been as a six-year-old for Samson? Showing up, like he's got like long hair and everyone's like, you look like a girl. One time they would say that. One time, friends, because remember said power. He'd be like, Samson, okay, boom, done. Bummer, though. They're having soccer. It's done with soccer. Everyone else is, like, enjoying someone's mom brings fruit juice, and he can't, right? In junior high, everyone's running to the morgue and playing with dead people, and he's like, I can't, right? So I'll, I'm sure it was a burden for him, okay? But Sam Sam, he's strong. He's powerful. He's called to take the land. Think about this, though. God said if you're faithful, you'll be fruitful. People didn't identify him as being faithful because fruitful will distract everybody's attention because everybody's, we're mesmerized with fruitful. And so people didn't look at Samson and say, wow, the presence of God. They're like, dude, the guy's ripped. Look at this guy. How do we get like that? What conferences he's speaking at? Like, I want to hear, hear that. I want to learn that. I want to get that. And so he, he, he's faithful, though. And then it says one day, it says uh, he goes to his parents and says, hey, I saw this gal I like, um, and uh, would you go get her for me? Which, this is not a relationship seminar, because if it were, I'd have a uh, a red flag there, okay? I think you ought to do your own bidding when it comes to courting, okay? I don't think you ought to go to your parents. That's a red flag to do the work for you. And they say to Samson, isn't there a relative of yours that suits you? Which I think is another red flag, okay? That's illegal in 49 states in Arkansas. I'm thinking about it, okay? It's, it's, it's you know, so it's, it's one of those deals, right? So... So he's, he's frustrated. So 
They're not offended. They didn't get it. So don't explain it to them until afterwards. Don't explain it until afterwards. So now Samson, Samson's super strong, but Samson's also got a weakness, right? They say that, they say that, they say that males are the stronger sex, okay? Um, but they're not. <laughs> Females are the stronger sex because of the, the weakness and the stronger sex for the weaker sex makes them very weak. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so Samson is that guy. Another time. It says he goes over and he, uh, he sees a gal and wants to get married and parents don't like that, but he goes in there and he's, 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 he's beginning to forget about his calling and he's just coasting. And so he's ending up entertaining this gal. He gets engaged and people come up to him and, and uh, they, they want to know, hey, um, we, we, the, enemy wants to, the enemy wants to eliminate Samson of the thing that makes him strong. And I don't think that's just a 3,000-year-ago tactic. I think the enemy is after everything that makes you equipped to take land. Because he was born for a purpose. He was born for a purpose. Every time he looked in the mirror, he'd be reminded of his purpose. But the enemy hates your purpose. Why? Because the enemy hates you. Like, I know, like, if you want to fight me, you probably could. I, I, I've, I've got the build of a victim. I'm aware of that, okay? I understand that. But let's say you weren't going to do that, and you wanted to hurt me without hurting me. The, the most hurtful thing you could do is hurt my kids. If the enemy can't touch God, the most harmful thing you can do is go after his kids. And when God gives you a purpose, and Satan knows it, he's going to distract you. He'll, here's the deal. He'll even give you the things you think you want in order to take away the thing you think you need. And so, so anyway, one day he's, he's going and he's, he's, he's hanging out with this gal, but before, on his way there, um, he, is, he is surrounded by the enemy. And the enemy wants to attack him, and so it says that they go to kill him. It says he picks up a donkey jawbone, and he goes to town on the enemy. Now, I don't, I, I've never seen a donkey carcass, okay? Um, but, but if I were supposed to, like, look at a carcass for a weapon, I don't think I'm picking up the jawbone, okay? I'm getting, like, a sharp femur, so something, something I can, like, shish kebab some Philistines. Like, how do you kill people with a jawbone? Like, Pac-Man? You know, I, don't, I don't know, I don't know, but he does this, right? So, so he eliminates them. Another time he's going to go uh, visit his girl. Um, it says that he gets there and uh, there's a lion. Like Mufasa jumps out of nowhere. And it says that he grabs Mufasa and just pulverizes him, kills him. So another time he's going to go visit his gal, he sees Mufasa's carcass. And there's honey in it. And so he goes down and mm, 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 little honey. Side note, I'm trying to keep track of the big list of rules he was supposed to avoid. I'm thinking he's starting to get casual with one of them. If you're going to have vision, you got to avoid dead things. God doesn't say, I don't want you to have dead things because it's so much fun. God says, I don't want you to have dead things because there's a time limit. There's a shelf life on that thing. 
I'm telling you, we do a people injustice when we tell them that sin isn't fun. Sin's fun. It won't be so popular if it weren't fun, all right? I've seen a lot of holy people that look like they can use some fun, okay? It's like, they're like, sin ain't fun. Well, you ain't doing it right, okay? Because sin's fun for a season. Kind of like falling out of an airplane, right? It's fun all the way down. So Samson's enjoying the journey while he's getting really comfortable with things he should never get comfortable with. And so then he goes in and the enemy surrounds him and they say, hey, tell us this riddle. Riddle us this, Riddler. Um, is we want, to, uh, we, we, we want to know the secret of your strength. And he's like, I'm not going to tell you um, unless, uh, unless you can solve this riddle. So he says this. Um, uh, he says something like out of the, the, the strong something sweet, you know, and he gives him this little funny rhymy riddle about the lion. And they couldn't solve this riddle. And Samson said, if you solve this riddle, then we're going to give you all of these clothing. It'll be like a buckle giveaway, okay? This is going to be like uh, gift cards for everybody, like a, a shopping spree. And so it says they couldn't do this. They couldn't figure it out. So they bugged his gal um, until she got Samson to tell her the secret. She then goes and tells the guys. They come up and say, we know the answer to the riddle. And they were right. They were talking about the lion and the honey. So Samson says, you would have not known this had you not plowed with my heifer. Now, again, not a relationship seminar. If it were, I would recommend you not calling your significant other a heifer. Nor would I recommend you letting other people plow with her. Okay, but anyway. Let's be mature. Let's be mature. So, so Samson's upset. Well, then, then they take his wife, his fiance. His fiance, then her dad gives her to somebody else, and he's mad. It's not working out for him. So he gets mad, and so he, like, takes these foxes together, ties their tails, puts a torch between the tails, as you do, and sends them into the field, burns everybody up, and all that kind of stuff. Another time it says he goes to spend the night with a prostitute. This is not street evangelism, okay? This is not a good thing. Samson goes to this gal's house, spends the night. The enemy knows where to find him. They see his patterns. Side note, God's very gracious. He's slow to anger and rich in mercy. Why? Because it's not about you. It's about the land he's called you to take. And he's giving you a chance to take the exit from sin. Say, get on the off-ramp. Come on now. Move away from there. But Samson is lulled. So it says then all the enemy surrounds him and he sneaks out, goes to the welcome to Philistia, big gate of the city, and rips down the gate. So he's just flaunting his fruitfulness while he's wasting his faithfulness, thinking he can get away with it forever. Some of you have had enough faithful disciplines in your past. It would take a few years for anyone to know that you're not anymore. Because we could look like we're faithful without being faithful. And especially if we can hide behind some fruit, no one will know the difference. So then we get to a spot where we get to uh, chapter 16. And uh, I want us to look at 
Look at verse 4 through 6 of 1 Samuel chapter 16. It says, sometime later, Samuel, this is where he gets in all sorts of trouble. He fell in love with a woman in the valley of Sorek whose name was Delilah, which is a great name. Great radio show. Okay, I definitely recommend it. The rulers of the Philistines went to Delilah and said, see if you can lure Samson into showing you the secret of his great strength and how we can overpower him so that we can tie him up and subdue him. So Delilah said to Samson, tell me the secret of your great strength and how you can be tied up and subdued. Again, not a relationship seminar. If it were, and your significant other asks how they can best kill you, call the hotline, okay? That is time. It has a red flag in relationships. But Samson doesn't seem to be concerned. And this is crazy. This is sometimes the Bible is written in such a different culture. It doesn't even make sense to our culture. This is one of those times. So let me explain it um, because it wouldn't make sense. Sometimes in that culture in those days, guys wanted something from a gal and they were willing to say whatever they needed to say in order to get whatever they wanted to get. Isn't that crazy? So anyway, that was going on in that curl trip. So he's like, yeah, whatever, whatever. So, so it says, he's like, okay, well, here's the secret. He says, if anyone ties me with seven fresh thongs that have not been dried, I'll become as weak as any other man. We should probably also understand what the word thongs means. Okay, different 3,000 years ago. You're like, this guy's crazy, okay? Like right out of the dryer, okay, right out of the washing machine, these thongs, just tie me up. No, it means, it means fresh straps of wood. So he's like, that's how you kill me. Now, where were we? Sometime later, he's asleep. She ties him up with seven fresh thongs. She calls the Philistines to surround him. She's like, Sammy Poo, Sammy Poo, the Philistines are on you. He wakes up. Ooh, this is awkward. Seven fresh thongs that are still wet. Snap, crackle, pop. Sam Sam destroys the Philistines. That's not cool. If you're dating someone and you trusted them to tell you how to kill them and they lied to you, where do you go from there, right? So you can tell that this healthy, functional relationship is starting to have some dysfunction creep in now. There's some secrets, okay? And so, so they're having some issues. We see, so here's what Delilah says. Samson, you've made a fool of me. You've lied to me. Come now. Tell me how you can be tied up. <laughs> now. I don't know how this works because I am genetically inferior. I am a male. But this gal has the power to turn a table like nobody's business. Because he's about ready to have a stern talking to her. Like, that wasn't really, honestly, that wasn't cool. Like how you tried to kill me. And she's like, I had my friends over. And I promised them I could do this. I don't even know if I could trust you anymore. So he says, I was just kidding. I was just kidding. Um, <laughs> the thongs, no. It's seven new ropes. New ropes. Not the old ones. No, no, those will not work. New ropes. Where were we? 
Sometime later, he falls asleep. She ties him up with seven new ropes. Invites the Philistines. Oh, Sammy Poo! He wakes up. Odd. Snap, crackle, pop. Sam Sam destroys the Philistines. Hmm. Would hate to have been in that house that night. What's the matter, honey? Nothing. You know, nothing means something, right? What's the matter, honey? Nothing. If I have to tell you, it doesn't even count. (laughs) Samson understands something's going on. Doesn't need a therapist to understand. His relationship is starting to have some cracks. She says, it's the second time you've done this to me. Not cool at all. He says, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Here. It's seven braids in my hair. You make me look like Jason Manoa. I am gone, okay? Weak, 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 weak. Not going to work. Where were we? And so she fixes his hair when he falls asleep, brings in the enemy, seven braids in his hair. Sammy Poo. He wakes up. Odd, I look like Medusa. Snap, crackle, pop. Sam Sam destroys them. I don't think this marriage is going to last, okay? We clearly see we've got habitual lying going on from Samson. Dr. Phil wouldn't even know what to do with the guy. So we see here, it says, oh, this one's tough. So she goes for the nuclear bomb. She says in verse 15, she says to him, how can you say I love you? Oh, don't go with a L word, Okay. How can you say I love you when you won't confide in me? This is the third time you've made a fool of me and haven't told me the secret of your great strength with such nagging. She prodded him day after day after day after day after day after day after day until he was tired of death. He's like, shut your mouth. I don't even care. I hope I die. I am done listening to you. (laughs) One of the versions of scripture says, he he looks at her, says, okay, I'll tell you the secret of my strength. It's my hair. It's not true. That's how off he is. His hair is not his strength. It's the spirit of the living God who he's been trampling is his strength. He is so fooled by his own fruit, he thinks it's about him. And he says, I would rather lose what God gave me than miss out on this magic moment right here. And it says... He fell asleep with his head in her lap. It is not ever a win to get so intimate with the enemy that you think you're invincible. And that's the danger of fruit. Fruit makes you think that you're faithful. Some of us, that's all we pray for is fruit. Why are we praying for fruit? 
That's God's job. He don't need prayer. Well, we need to be as faithful. He'll bring fruit in his time. Fruit in his season. Some of you, you're discouraged because you have been faithful. And maybe you've been tempted to say, God, how come this isn't working with me? Why isn't this happening? Why does it happen somewhere else and not to me? Why am I going through this? Listen, you focus on being faithful. Whatever you have, whether it's good or bad, whether it's an abundance or whether a lack, be faithful with what you have. And God is not running out of fruit. He will give you fruit at the right time. So don't, and then, listen, let's not worship other people's fruit, okay? It comes from God. Every good and perfect gift comes from the Father above. So this time he fell asleep. She took a little off the side. She shaved his head. (sighs) Samson was born to take land. He perverts his entire calling to pursue his personal pleasure. And he's not the last one who's ever done that. Why? Because there's more at stake than just you. It's not about your one night stand. It's not about your being weary and doing well. It's about a generation of people who needs you to take some land. That's why you were born. So don't grow weary in doing well, for at the proper time you'll reap a harvest if, 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 conditional, if you faint not. So he falls asleep, shaved his head. The Philistines come as they had before. She says, Sammy Poo, the Philistines. And, and he wakes up. But check this out. Verse 20 of chapter 16. It says, he awoke from his sleep and he thought. This is what arrogance says. I'll go out as before and shake myself free. Keyword myself. But, and you know, if you ever work with this word, everything after the word but stinks, okay? He's got a great plan, but... He did not know that the Lord had left him. It's not Arby's where God rings a bell to thank you for your service as he leaves. God doesn't always let you know, I'm out. He knows when he's no longer wanted. And Samson doesn't even know. How off can we get? I know what I'm doing. He rises up and he cannot overpower them. And he doesn't know why. It says they bound him with chains. They took like what we would compare to like a, an iron fire poker and poked out his eyeballs. and continue to make sure he had a shaved head. And they throw him in prison. Strapped to a wooden post 
that as he would move with his shackles, there would be a big boulder that would turn. And underneath that boulder is grain that would now be ground up, wheat ground up, taking every bit of his strength, this blind, bald, bound, broken man, now feeding the enemy, feeding the enemy, the group of people he was called to take their land. Sin, sin does not give us a bad hair day. Sin destroys the purpose for which we were created. And we've got to take ownership. I remember as a parent, my kids are learning to be potty trained. That's a fun moment season, right? I remember when Sydney would walk up with the, the oopsie walk, you know, like, and you're like, oh, good Lord. Wow. Sydney, perchance, did you poop your pants? She look at me. I didn't poop my pants. Are you sure about that? Since a foul spirit in here. Like, ooh. I says, do you mind if I just take a, a quick peek? Won't take long, just a, just a peek. I didn't do it. I'll just go. And then you, every parent knows that, that little hook, finger hook, where you pull and you, and you. I was like, Sydney, you sure you didn't poop your pants? She's like, I didn't poop my pants. Well, I'm like, someone pooped your pants. <laughs> now I got a lot of questions. Right? It's like, just. Own it, right? Guilty. Too many of us, we get in Samson's position. I'm fine. You sure? You sure you're about that? Oh, no, I'm fine. Well, the reason my attitude's so bitter is because of what they did to me. It's them. They pooped my pants. See this mess? I'm mad at them. And now I got a rash. Like, no, 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 here's the deal. It's pretty tough to poop someone else's pants. <laughs> it's probably yours. Samson has plenty of chance to own. Now, now check this out about Samson. Samson's fruit made him so busy before, he forgot what got him there. See, when he was little... And he was different. He had plenty of alone time. Plenty of alone time. Because difference makers are different. If you're afraid of being different, you're never going to make a difference. So when he's little and he's contemplating, why am I different? Why don't I fit in? Maybe I was born for a different dimension. Maybe I was born with a different purpose. And he understood that, and he had plenty of alone time to reflect on his calling and on his purpose. But now Samson was so fruitful, he was too busy to be alone, and he had no opportunity to be faithful. And sometimes God in his rich mercy will clear your schedule. And now ain't no one talking to him. It may seem
seem like I'm surrounded. It seems like I'm surrounded. Day after day. That's all he's got. However, there's a verse, end of Judges 16. It says this. But, after years of doing this, the hair on his head began to grow again. Faithful, without fruitful, I'm vulnerable, I'm stripped, I'm broken. Brokenness is, a, is the alarm of heaven. A broken and contrite heart he will not despise. And as he begins to be faithful, and it says he begins to grow his hair. One day the enemy has this huge party with thousands and thousands of people in the land that Samson was called to take. And it says, let's bring out that one dude so we can laugh at him. Because the world loves to laugh at a fallen leader. So they bring Samson in his shackles out. Blind and bound Samson, no longer bald. He says to a servant boy, can you put my hands along the pillars? And you might want to take a hike. And as everyone's mocking him because he is no longer uh, fruitful, but he's gotten his mojo back. It says he looks up to heaven and he prays this. Well, it's one of those prayers I wouldn't suggest praying unless you're ready for an explosive move of God. Because he puts his hands on these pillars and he says, God, Do you remember me? Samson. I was this kid with long hair, crazy dreams. I wanted to be used by you, for you. I was born to take land, take territory. I messed up. I messed up. God, I don't know if you remember me, but I remember you. I remember the stories of Moses. I remember the stories of parting the sea. I remember the dreams that my grandparents and parents would tell me. I remember you. Do you remember me? Let me tell you something about God's memory. It's good. It's real good. He's not like Samson, Samson, Sammy, Swami, Slappy, Samsonite, Samsonite. That's not him. Say, dude, I, I never forgot you. You know the best movie in 1993? Cliffhanger, right? Remember that one? Sylvester Stallone, at least one of his top 50 movies. Awesome movie. And it's not a movie about climbing a cliff. It's a movie about falling off a cliff. And if you haven't seen it, you've got to read the book first, but then watch the movie. But it, let me give it to you in a nutshell. Spoiler alert. Um, opening scene. 
There's this gal who has no name, so you know it's not going to go well with her. She's climbing a mountain. She's in trouble. She's stuck. And so Sylvester Stallone's like, okay. She's like, okay. Yes, help is coming. So he's like repelling or whatever he's doing and getting to her, getting to her. And he's reaching down, he's reaching down, he's reaching down in her rope. And you're like, no, no. And as it snaps, he's like, he grabs her hand. Like Rocky Balboa has got you. Yo, Adrian. And then his hands start shaking. <laughs> You're like, no. And she starts slipping. And the last thing she ever sees is, Adrian. I don't know what happened to her. I forgot. I think she's probably fine. Anyway. Here's the deal. I'm like, seriously, Rocky Balboa's dropping you? That's how the movie starts? You die because Rocky can't, you know? Here's the deal. God's grip is better than Sylvester Stallone's. Some of you are like, oh, I'm falling. God's got you. What can separate you from the love of God? Can height, can depth, can principality, can power? Nothing. Nothing. So when you say, God, do you got me? God, do you remember me? He's like, I remember you. I remember you. So I invite the, the team to come on up. And I want us to get to a spot where we, uh, we invite God to do something in our hearts. Let me tell you this tale of sponges. I don't know if you're a fan of sponges. You guys study sponges? It's a pretty vibrant sponge crowd. There's a few types of sponges. This sponge has been around a long time doing sponge type work. It's a pretty cool sponge. Um, sponge purpose, you know what it is? Soak in water. That's it. That's all it does. That's its purpose. I mean, you could try and take it sledding. It's all right. It's not its purpose. Its purpose is to soak in water. This sponge has been doing a long time. This sponge was brand new today, first day. First day is a sponge. This was, this, even though it was born to soak in water, until today it didn't even believe in water. It didn't. It was aquanostic. The sponge was. It's like, I, I don't know. I don't know. And I'm not trying to be flippant or rude. You don't even need to believe in your purpose to have one. You don't. I mean, I'm just, now, I'm not trying to minimize the journey to discover it. But you've got one. You were born with purpose. So you walk into it. Some of you are waiting to be called by God. You don't need to be. You were born. You're invited. Welcome to the planet. Enjoy your stay. I've got something for you to do. That's your calling. That's your calling. So just do it. Take some land. <laughs> but this sponge, this is not cool. This is dry, crusty, nasty sponge. 
Oh, the story it could tell. You know how you make a sponge hardened? You can't make it hardened just right out of the package. The only way to make a sponge hardened is to enjoy the very atmosphere for which it was created and then remove itself. Let me tell you this story. Don't judge it. He's got a story. One day he was sitting in the cafeteria bucket and all the other sponges were there and he floated over to the edge of the bucket. Looked over. It's like, ah, oh, looks like freedom. Look at all that space outside of the bucket. I'm tired of living in the bucket. They're like, don't knock it off, dude. That's not even funny. He's like, I'm just, I'm serious. I'm serious this time. I'm just, I'm going out of the bucket. Like, don't. So he's like, I'm going one, two. He's like, this is awesome. Freedom. And he loved life outside the bucket for a season. And then it's hard and he's crusty. Listen, there's a few types of people in this room. Some of you, my goodness, you are doing exactly what you were created to do. You're soaking in the presence of the living God. That's your purpose. You're saying, you tell me where I go. I'm ready. I'm on it. When God says, I want you to grow, you're on it. You'll do whatever difficult next step because God's blessings always after the next step. Some of you, this is odd. You're like, okay, I don't even know how to swim. And uh, this is a, a fairly intense swimmers club. I'm trying to figure this out. You're born for it. When you open up your heart and say, search me, oh God. You'll find you buckle up. That's why you were born. That's why you were born. some people here who this is your story. What's crazy is no one around you would even guess. Because you can hide unfaithfulness beyond, behind the image of fruitfulness for a long time. But there's a part of your soul, your heart, your spirit that is crusty. That is disobedient. Faithful, fruitful. Fruitful follows faithful. Fruitful follows faithful. Faithful first, fruitful second. Don't be blinded by fruitful. Be focused on faithful. My job, my job is what? My job is, I'm to be, when things are going well, I'm going to be, when things suck, I'm going to be, when I get a bad report, I'm going to be. When I get a great report, I'm going to be. When I lose my job, I'm going to be. When I get a promotion, I'm going to be. And when you're faithful in little things, he'll make you faithful in big things. And you will be fruitful on time in season when you're faithful. 
faithful, 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 faithful. But I want to be fruitful. I want to be fruitful. Shut up and be faithful. Faithful, 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 faithful. And then one day, fruitful. You're like, I got, God, that's you. It's not me. Whatever that was. If I knew how to sing, I'd be able to coolly lead that in there. I couldn't. That's why I had to be like, I don't think that's the song. But that was just for us. But check this out. You're not surrounded by just trials and tribulations. You are surrounded by the living God. Right now, open up your hearts. Open up your hearts. Open up your spirit. Invite the spirit of the living God, the God who called you when you were six, the God who formed you when you were in your mother's womb, right now begin to saturate your soul. It doesn't matter what that looks like. It doesn't matter what that sounds like right now. Invite the spirit of the living God. If you are dried up, it's time to get filled up. If you are bent out of shape, it's time to get broken and contrite, and he can create in you a new work. So right now, begin to invite the spirit of the living God. Let's sing that part. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Come on, let God's spirit surround your soul.
Walls come down in your community. Walls come down in your home. Walls come down when you invite the Spirit of the living God. Listen, tonight I want to give some of you permission to walk out into the area that God has called you. Some of you are waiting to be called. Stop waiting. Just start walking. Walk in your calling instead of waiting for a calling. You start walking. You start reaching that land. That land could be your neighbors of being going to bust down walls of, of barriers for salvation. But you begin to believe that God has placed you in the right place. At work, you be, and listen, don't worry about where it takes you. Just be faithful, 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 faithful. He'll make you fruitful. He'll make you fruitful. But I also want to pray for this church. I believe that this church, good grief, has a purpose. You know what I'm saying? I don't believe, I don't believe that what God has started is finished, but he who began a good work will be faithful to bring it to completion. Come on, there's going to need to be some walls moved, money raised, mouths open. When people see the blind, bald, broken person strong again, you don't argue with that story. You don't argue with that story. So listen, I want you all over this place, if you are willing for God to use you in this next season, to take some land, would you right now just throw your hands up to heaven? God, we're not playing. We're not joking. God, if you're real, would you send us your power? Not so that we can be flashy, but that we can be faithful for you. God, would you change the population of eternity because of this moment? God, would you stretch the boundaries, the barriers of this amazing ministry to, to a whole different influence and impact? God, I pray visions and dreams. I pray finances and, and resourcefulness. Lord, I pray conversations that come right out of heaven. Lord, I pray, Lord, people would be strong. Where they're weak right now, they become strong. That your spirit makes them strong. That we walk in function your calling. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.